sand more. Do sand more. They tell you what they know. Do sand more. Do sand more. Do sand more. The pocket that you know. Hey, welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast. Recording this on a Tuesday night after the Kings drop a statement win. A game after they were absolutely embarrassed on their home floor against the San Antonio Spurs. We are all wondering, how are the Kings going to respond against the Pelicans? A road game against a Pelicans team that was 7-1 and one in their last eight games. B.I. was balling. They were playing some of the best defense in the NBA. And the Kings are coming off a disappointing loss. Well, the Kings responded in a big-time way, controlling this game after a slow start and doing something the Kings team has not done since 2003, and that's win the division. The Kings go to New Orleans, the Big Easy, against the team who is fighting to get into the top six, and the Kings get that W. 121-103. to The story, of course, is sexy offense, but it was the defense coming up big as the Kings get win number 48 and win the division for the first time since 2003. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo? Well put, Deuce Mason. Well put. My goodness. And when you summarize it like that, it just amps me up a little bit more. Especially coming off of a loss like the one that they did. We were still feeling that today, right? Sunday. It was Sunday night. Yeah. Sunday evening. The Kings lose to the Spurs. Spurs look like one of the best teams in the NBA against (laughs) the Sacramento Kings on their home floor. And... Tonight, we kept talking about what's the response going to be. But not only did we want a response to what the loss was on Sunday, we wanted a response to what type of team do you want to be in the postseason? What type of good habits are you going to build? And tonight, on both ends of the floor, you saw that go down. I think it's one of their best, most complete performances of the season. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was coming off what I think was one of their worst performances of the season. You're always wondering, all right, how's a team going to respond to a little adversity? How's a team going to respond late in the season when they just got absolutely destroyed on their home floor against a team that is not really interested in winning games? You got players trying to prove something with the Spurs. The Kings have a lot to prove still as a team. They walked into that game going through the motions. Tonight, they did not do that. And what I love about tonight's win for the Sacramento Kings is they got off to a slow start. And I got to be honest, I was worried early. It was 14-4. to Fox started 0-7, for 0-4 for from 3 before his first bucket late in the first quarter. But it's a 14-4 to start. And you're going, is this really what's going to happen? Are, mm-hmm. are they just going to settle for threes? And Ingram's going to mm-hmm. get it going. It's going to be one of those nights. But after that moment, They competed, and at the end of the first quarter, after Monk comes back, after missing a game, hitting that three before the end of the first quarter buzzer, gives the Kings the lead, and I felt like they didn't look back after that. It was a tremendous response by the Sacramento Kings in this game. I was beyond impressed. And tonight, I feel like this was a message game. This was a game that if the Kings got knocked around and lost, I think we're all feeling like, are we going to see a short? Playoff series for the Kings in the first round against a team they may have to face in the first round. No, tonight they showed up, and they showed up in every facet of the game. I loved 
this win tonight. Yeah, and especially, like you said, the way that it started and then their quick response even to this game, right? The way that they started understanding what they needed to accomplish on the defensive end. You saw when they locked in. It wasn't only with that ball pressure. It was the way that they were really helping the gaps and they were getting their hands up in the passing lane and just disrupting the Pelicans offense, disrupting B.I., where they were trying to get it to the open man that was on that flex cut down low, but there was just too many arms there, you know, almost allowing them to believe that there was some open space there. Couldn't get it there. Kings did a great job just being active. Ingram had 14 points early. He finished with 22 in the game. Not only that, he was 7-15 to 15 shooting. He had seven rebounds, six assists, but seven turnovers. I thought the Kings defense did a great job, like you just said. After a really slow start, they were engaged. Yes. This was their best, most complete defensive performance of the season. Wow. Yeah, I just felt like they were engaged. And they did it. They out-rebounded the Pelicans. We're not even getting to what they did offensively. Tonight was more about, all right, what are you going to do defensively? This team has been playing some good offense, too, over this stretch where they're 7-1. and We just saw them go toe-to-toe with Golden State Warriors. Warriors take advantage late in the game after being down 20. But besides that, that was their only loss during that stretch. They were playing some great basketball. And the Kings came in tonight, and they went, we're going to go ahead and show the rest of the NBA world that we're not a joke, that we can respond after a bad loss. And they did tonight. The way that they were closing out on shots, rotating over, but then also allowing not allowing them to get the best shot off within their offense at times, right? Allowing their big to get a shot at the elbow or, you know, forcing a late three. And I just, the, the activity that was going on everywhere on the floor for the Kings on the defensive end was just um, really on point. And something you needed to see after not having much belief in their defense after that Spurs game, right? Guys going down straight line drives in the paint whenever they wanted. And tonight, you notice the way that they would either blitz BI or even just... The hedge, like that... Exactly. I was going to say the way that they made sure to like close in on the gaps and not allow anyone to attack those gaps. And sometimes that ends up being more in a uh, a zone defense, right? That's what makes it so difficult. But they were able to do that because they really understood their personnel. We talked about it all year. Brown's talked about it. It's not only, okay, you get that stop. It's a multiple efforts, all yeah. right? Because B.I. can pick you apart, too. You got to be careful. Everyone's got to communicate. They just look locked in tonight. It was like a completely different team that we than what, what we saw the other day against San Antonio. And I honestly left watching tonight going, if you would have played like this during a home game, Oh, my God. The fans would lose their shit. The roof would be off I will say this. (laughs) What? Hopefully, this is a lesson for the Kings. All right? They can play defense. They can be locked in. And this wasn't like, oh, they missed a ton of shots, just an off night. It might have been a little bit of an off night, too. I thought the Kings' defense was fantastic. I thought from De'Aaron, even though I didn't love the shot selection early on, he got it going late, but he was getting into C.J. McCollum. I mean, even Alex Len coming off the bench tonight was battling Valanchunas, who still scored on him, still got yeah. some looks, but he made life more challenging. You mentioned the rotations. How about Davion Mitchell mm. getting in to Dyson Daniels, preventing him from even getting oh across the God. midcourt line, eight-second violation. Those are plays that get you going offensively. People want to talk about, oh, the Kings offense kind of sputtering at times. Well, it's amazing what this offense can look like when they get some stops. That's it. 
tonight was Pete Kings. This is like, you play like this come playoff time, you're winning some playoff games. Yeah, and that's it, Deuce. The way that they were playing defense really helped their offense, too, because you talked about it in the beginning of the show. The Pelicans... They're ranked six, I think, and or going into tonight's game, they're ranked six in defense in the league. And you just look at how much better they've been playing basketball as a team together as of late. And the Kings, not their best basketball as of late, but then coming in here, making it that statement game, uh, not even to say statement game going into the postseason because there's still games to be played. I know tomorrow night against a broken Dallas Mavericks team. We'll talk about that later. But then you got the Golden State Warriors coming up on Friday as well. Another team that you could see in that sixth spot. It's like the the mission is just not over yet. And I love, I love the way they locked in on both ends of the floor. But you're exactly right. It started the way that they played defense and the way that they got physical from the start of the game. Well, from the like middle of the first of the game. Yeah. I mean, after a 14, 14, 14, four start for the Pelicans, the Kings locked down. They end up winning tonight. 121 to one Oh three. The numbers were fantastic. I mean, Fox got off to a really slow start, but ends up finishing with 23 points, nine assists on 10 of 23 shooting two of six, from three-point land. He had like five three-point attempts, I think, in that first quarter. Um, Sabonis, another triple-double, 16 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. Mm. He was playing physical, playing with an edge. And the, you know, we're going to talk about Keegan in a second, but Sabonis, what he creates for this team, the attention he draws, the toughness. I felt like some of the rebounds he had in this game were just big-ass rebounds, especially in the fourth quarter when you're trying to drop daggers on a team getting big second-chance opportunities for his squad. In fact, he got one that led to, led to a Davion Mitchell three-pointer. That was big. I loved how Sabonis played tonight. Yeah, Sabonis <clears throat> was just... I mean, obviously, you can depend on him being aggressive, but when he knows how to really make an impact with his physicality, I think is when he's playing his best, right? It's not just being, oh, I'm setting a tone, being aggressive, being physical. It's I'm making buckets. I'm going through guys. I am creating space for my teammates. I am getting big rebounds to create fast break points for my squad. That's the type of physical play that he brought on tonight. And you look at that first half, the Kings had 11 fast break points and the Pelicans, Zero. So again, they were doing it on both ends. That was huge. It was absolutely massive for the Kings. Push the pace, rebound well. They took care of the ball in the first half. 19 assists, three turnovers. At the end of the game, 35 assists, 12 turnovers. The ball was flying around, getting those paint touches, extra passes. And how about Keegan Murray making some more history? Keegan Murray ahead of Sabonis. Kicks to Herter in the right corner. Can't get a shot. Out to Keegan. Steps into another three. There it is. Number 200 for the rookie this season. Only the fifth Sacramento King to score 200 three-pointers in a regular season in King's history. 86-73. He's now got 18 in this ballgame. Just an unbelievable shooting performance. 200 threes. Uh, His teammate also 200 plus threes in the season. Kevin Herter, first pair of Kings teammates to do that in franchise history. The shooting's lethal. Keegan tonight hit seven three balls, but five in the third quarter. He was a flamethrower tonight. Yeah, he really was. I mean, in again, we talk about the last game and their shooting numbers and how even their shooting numbers at home seem to not 
be as good as they are on the road. Well, their defensive numbers aren't as good. And when you're playing good defense, you're just allowing your team to be in so much better of a rhythm. And you saw that with Keegan Murray in his game tonight. It didn't matter if it was a DHO. It didn't matter if he was getting a cross-court pass. He just looked so much better in rhythm and just confident tonight with that shot. Keegan finished with 21 points, 7 of 12 shooting, 7 of 10 from three-point range, six rebounds. He also had a block in the game for the Sacramento Kings. And it's the type of shooting that changes everything. When you've got Keegan and Kevin, who could knock it down Ooh. from beyond the arc. And we even gone to the guy off the bench who missed the last game, Malik Monk. What a difference it makes to have Malik Monk in the game and making plays. How many times this season have we talked about that Monk's a bonus connection? It's lethal. It's disgusting. And then you also add in the fact that Malik can finish around the basket. He'll pull up and launch a crazy three that makes you a little nervous. And then he buries it. Malik Monk off the bench, six of nine. He had 17 points, three assists. He did it in 23 minutes. What do you like about Malik's game? Well, a couple things I like about Malik's game, not only just being that energy spark, but what I like to do is even my mom called me and was like, you know, that's the guy. That's the one they were missing. I knew they were missing him last game. It doesn't matter if you're even a casual fan at times, not to call my mom just a casual fan. She watches all the time, but like you really understand the game of basketball. She can recognize the impact that Malik Monk makes off the King's bench when and, he is in. And think about that endorsement. Even Morgan's mom notices <laughs> Malik Monk's I good. I love you, mom. No, and I just, <laughs> what I mean by that truly though, is that like, it is so obvious what he adds off the bench to anyone, he brings excitement. So even if you're just a casual basketball fan and you're watching, you're like, that guy adds something different. What is happening? What is he doing? Malik Monk, it's sometimes chaotic. It's sometimes more than needed. But tonight, it was just perfect. I love the way that he was shooting off the bench. I love the way that he was attacking the basket. I love the way that he was just playing all around when he came in. We have said love. 37 times in the first 15 minutes of this podcast. And it's for good reason. This is probably the best Kings win of the season. And I'm sure there have been other podcasts who say, this is the best win. There's definitely been moments this year. I love tonight because of what it represented. It, you were taking on a team that had been playing well, a team that was coming into tonight a half game out of the sixth spot, thinking, all right, we just lost to the Spurs. They responded tonight. I yes. love the response. I love the defensive engagement. Please. Kings, start bringing that effort on the home floor. I that's I mean that's it. That don't rely on the crowd to get you in the game. Yeah. By the way, I tried to hold in a burp and more. I came out. I had my yeah. mouth closed. And Morgan's so sensitive to it. She's. Can so you close. just like burp that way when you do burp? I'm sorry. I know when you're talking, but like just like go like this. Just hey, my bad. Do a quick like yeah, good. Um, no, but but truly, that's what you hope that they can be like on the home floor. Uh, how many times this week alone, and it's only Tuesday, have we talked about why the Kings are different on their home floor? What are they relying on? The energy of the crowd and not bringing that focus? What is it? What is it? We can't, we can't, we, we're not sure what it is, but no matter what it is, figure it the hell out. Because not only do you have 
18,000 people in that arena that want to see it. That will cheer on anyone just diving after a loose ball. Like you'll get a standing O. Like the people love it. So you get all that energy. You get that extra crowd love, that momentum. How can you capitalize it on with your game? Is it too much pressure? What is it that you're feeling? Whatever is going on, channel that pressure, channel that energy into really just locking in and mentally, right? And, and, and staying focused as soon as the game starts. We mentioned what Davion Mitchell brought tonight. I, I mentioned the defense, but he also hit a couple of big threes. Yes. He ends up with eight points in 15 minutes, and he was playing so well defensively. Malik Monk was playing so well for Sacramento. It meant Kevin Herter was kind of the odd man out. We've seen that sometimes. But even Kevin Herter ends up with 5 of 10 shooting in 22 minutes. The other guys just play better. And what Davion brings that, I love that the Kings have that flexibility to bring different guys, different guys into the lineup. That, hey, you need some uh, you need some defense from Davion and he's knocking down some shots. Give him some burn. Let him get some looks out there. So it was good to see him get it going. Monk, Alex Len. I mean, if I have one critique of Mike Brown this year, my question is, why did it take till game like 75 to give this guy a look? Yep. Because he is exactly kind of what the Kings exactly. I, I was, like was going to. Thank uh, you for calling it, me. Well, up. I was going. I was going to. Okay, Brian Windhorst, but go on. He's exactly what, ah. what type of player they needed. Yes. Just a big body who could spell Sabonis out a little bit. You don't need him to go drop buggers, but oh. hey, he dropped a dime to the corner that led to a three tonight. He got a dime tonight, but he comes in and uses his size. He banged down low with Valanciunas. The girth. Contested some shots at the rim, getting some rebounds. I didn't even see what his final numbers were tonight. Alex Len, he had four points. He had four rebounds. Two blocks in this game, and he played 13 minutes. Perfect. Just the presence you need, the impact you need, the activity you need. And that's what I love about him. I I feel like he's gotten better as a player this season, just maybe being around, obviously, better players, being around Mike Brown. Uh, he's able to move laterally, too, right? Like, there was times that these guys were just, like, locked in, moving around the floor. He was coming out on... Um, on why well, can't I think of his name? Hold on, that's why am I blanking on his name? On Nance, he was coming out on uh, out on Nance, and Nance was you know like a, around the three point arc a lot. Obviously, he can be active, he can set screens up there. He was coming out on him and just hedging, being able to get back and help, being able to drop back in time, move laterally. It was just fantastic job with the minutes that he did play. Now let's listen to G Man's final call from the Kings beating the Pelicans. So the Pelicans, Garrett Temple within bounds. The final seconds will tick away, and the Sacramento Kings have just won a Pacific Division championship mm. for the third time in their now 38 year history in Sacramento. The victory tonight of 121 103 clinches the Pacific Division title. It also gives the Kings their 25th road win of the year which equals an all-time Sacramento Kings best. Wow. Good things happening here with three games yet to go in this season. 121-103, the Kings get the victory. Big-time victory for the Sacramento Kings and why it was so significant to win the division. Think about the other teams in it. The Warriors, the Suns, the Clippers, and the Lakers. They've all had inju issues, injuries, and all that. The Kings 
win the division. They were 250 to one odds to win the Pacific division before the season started. It went up as high as 400 to one in November, November, according to ESPN, the Kings are the biggest preseason long shot to win any division in the four major sports since at least 2010. The previous biggest NBA long shot to win the division in the last 15 seasons was the 2017, 18 Blazers at 26 to one. That's right. They were 250 to one before the season. There's no way if anyone did put a bet on that, that they actually believe that. They were like, oh, I can just make money mm-hmm. off this. Like, there's no way. Yeah, there's you throw just, a buck down, you win. Like, I know even Mark J. Spears has talked about it all year. Like, the Kings are going to make the playoffs. There's no way he thought this was going to happen with uh, their rookie, Keegan Murray. There's no way he thought that the Kings were possibly going to have two uh, all-NBA uh, all Guys, there's no way that he thought the Kings were going to win their division. There's just no way he added all of that to the list of playoffs. It's crazy. It it really is crazy. And another guy that deserves some love, the guy who's going to be the NBA head coach of the year, Mike Brown, after the game, was talking about the Kings win. We have not heard this yet. Uh, they did not have the chance to play it on TV. So let's all listen to Mike Brown together. That was probably our most complete game of the year. Uh, you know, I've been talking about it the whole season. We've done it in spurts, uh, but the physicality that we brought to the game tonight from the beginning, starting with the starting five, uh, was really good. Uh, that's who we can be. Uh, we didn't feel like we shot the ball well. But because of our physicality defensively, because we had five guys on a string defensively with a sense of urgency, uh, it helped us stay in the game when we went down early and eventually take the lead towards the end of the first. And it didn't matter who we put out on the floor, that group of five was really good. Uh, I also thought our pace was good. Our pace was good uh, the whole game. We put pressure on them, uh, play after play after play. Uh, that's how we that's how we play offensively, and our guys, all of our guys, got out and ran. Um, I thought uh, our ability to hit the offensive glass and convert, you know, those 11 offense rebounds in the 19 second point, 19 second chance points, was huge. Do we need? Do we need to? Like, we need YouTube premium. Okay, that, that's that's that a, needs to be a podcast charge. <laughs> like, or yeah, terrible timing on these. These ads. Yeah. What I mean, this we're like a hell? minute in, all right? Like, Let, let's con- let's continue on, Mike Brown. I can go down the line. HB was phenomenal. Uh, you're not stopping a guy like Brandon Ingram. Um, shoot, he had 22 points. He almost shot 50% from the field, but all you could do is make him work. And I thought the combination of HB and, and, and Kessler uh, made him work for his shots tonight. Uh, Keegan was fantastic. Um you know, he just eclipsed the the 200 uh, made three-pointers uh, in a single season. No telling what he's going to end up with this year. Uh, so he's obviously smashed the, the rookie record, and he still has a lot of time to even create more separation. Uh, Domas, now triple-double, <clears throat> is just phenomenal. Um you know, he, I think he's tied Oscar Robertson uh, in, with a single-double record for triple-doubles in the franchise with 13? Yes. 13. So, 
I mean, he, he's just a machine for us on both ends of the floor. Uh, Kevin was phenomenal. Uh, he didn't hit his shots early on, but his movement um, that created a lot of separation and had the defense leaning created open looks for his teammates. Foxy, his pressure pushing the ball uh, all night was phenomenal to finish with 23-9. and uh, Davion, I meant the, the pressure that he puts on the ball when he's guarding it, especially in pick-and-roll situations for a young guy. Uh, I mean, we, we, we can't teach that. that. That's a gift that he has. Um, and then the, the eight-second violation, he did that all himself. That, that was big time. Trey didn't make shots, but his presence defensively, his physicality out there the whole time he was out there, his ability to, 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 to get in there and, and, and mix it up, hit bodies, was phenomenal. Uh, Malik, uh, he was great. I mean, on both ends of the floor, he created uh, a lot of advantages for all of our guys throughout the course of the game. And, you know, he's, he's what a true six-man should be. His, his ability to score, his ability to facilitate for others, uh, his defense tonight was off the charts. And then, you know, Alex Lynn. Alex hadn't played but a few games, and, and that size in the paint, uh, has been great because he's used it well and his physicality has used it well so uh, just a great team effort by everybody um, it's a great way to win and, and uh, on the road and become division champs S salute to the entire group in that locker room Michael, what did it mean I mean you've been here for one year but to, to give the chain to Miguel I mean what's he meant to you guys and what's, what do you think that meant to him and what do you think the season's meant to you <clears throat> you know uh, a guy in his position doesn't get much recognition and he's probably the hardest working guy him and Lucas are two equipment guys they're probably the hardest working two individuals in our organization they're there when we're home sleeping but they also got to be there before we get up and get there so for Miguel to do what he's done for all these years and not experience the jubilation and the togetherness and the excitement and the passion and the energy that the players in that locker room have brought uh, to the organization, to the city of Sacramento, for him to experience it. You haven't for him, the experience was amazing. It was amazing. Like in that moment, King, King's you... trying to make that YouTube money, huh? asshole. <laughs> Like, come on. That was a uh, moment. Really cool moment. And he was referencing uh, Miguel Lopez, a longtime equipment manager with the Sacramento Kings, who they gave the uh, defensive player of the game chain to tonight. And that's cool. That's just cool. Um, that was a, a guy that Mike Brown was talking about the other game where Wes Wilcox, the assistant GM, came in Mike Brown's office after the game was talking about Miguel. And Mike Brown's like, is everything okay? Because, yeah, he, he was crying a little bit. What's going on? He was getting emotional because he has never been through something like this this season. Like, like he's he never was, experienced something so that made him so happy. Right, so special. It's just, it's beautiful. And it what makes it so special, you guys, because when you're part of a company or a team that really values each and every person 
equally. It doesn't matter if it's the person performing on the floor that makes millions. It doesn't matter if it's the equipment manager, the ambassador, whoever it is. When you have a leader that truly values everyone on the same page, then everyone's on the same page and everyone wins. And that's what creates this type of fun around a squad. Can we give some love to the people watching us live tonight? Yeah. Morgan Reagan, the people yeah. who have been with us for years now, even some of the newbies. We met some newcomers when I was at the airport the other night. Oh, yeah, you were. Some people, yeah, I just started listening to you guys. Aw, like, thank you. Thank, no, it's been so cool. Like, there's been so many people. Coffee shops, everything. It's been, it's been so cool. Just thank you. You're making this all feel so magical, so special to be a part of this. So and shout out to the people who have donated on the Super Chats tonight. Appreciate it. Thank you to Chewy for becoming a member for the eighth consecutive month. Ian, thanks so much for the Super Chat. Two bucks. Pelicans weren't bad enough to beat us, apparently. That's funny. I get it. Yeah, good bit. Thanks so much to Greg for the subscription. Same with the young Asian. Also, Stephen Brown donating five bucks. Second month of YouTube premium on me. I think that's what he's referencing because we got someone else who just donated money too. Hell yeah. I don't know why some of the alerts don't come through. Uh, here we go. Lee donating five bucks. You could be in an armored car bulletproof jacket. Kevlar security de detail. Uh, Keegan would still snipe you. Oh. I don't. It's a little too aggressive, but I get your point. Get your point. He's a good shooter. I get. Okay. Thank you. AA Ron you. donates five bucks in first month of YouTube on me. Thanks so much for all the love. Give me a hell yeah. Appreciate you guys. All the support, all the love. It just helps our small business. So thank you so much. Let's hear Keegan Murray on the TV side after the game. Yeah, I think after the last game, uh, we kind of all just had a reality check. And uh, I feel like on the defensive end, we brought a lot of energy. And that kind of led to our offense. So it was, it was cool to see tonight what we're capable of. Keegan, you don't really seem like a guy that really chases individual accolades, but I want to congratulate you first for setting the rookie record. But what does that mean to you, the rookie record for the most threes in the season, considering the amazing names on that list, and now you're the head of the list? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. Uh, it's a dream come true. I feel like uh, something I won't take uh, for granted uh, in the future. So I'm just honored. Uh, it just exemplifies the teammates that we have, the hard work that I feel like I put in. So it's, it's cool. Keegan, I mentioned it. You guys are division champs. Uh, you look at some of the teams, whether it's Phoenix, Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, but you guys are at the top. Tell me what that means to you guys in that locker room. Yeah, we knew uh, going into the season that it was, it was, our division was going to be tough. Um, I feel like after the trade deadline, uh, it got even tougher. So uh, just to be able to win games against those teams and uh, have the better record uh, at the end of the year. Um, just, but we know that the playoffs is a different season. So uh, we're excited to get to it uh, and go against them. Although you guys aren't finished yet, you guys clinched the Pacific, Pacific Division Championship for the first time in 20 years. Mm. What has your rookie season up to this point been like for you? Yeah, I feel like it's it's been great. Uh, I mean, I've had my ups and downs throughout the season, and uh, that's something that I feel like has just helped me along the way, especially towards the end of the year. So uh, I'm grateful to be in Sacramento, be a king, and uh, I'm just excited for, for my future here and, uh, and for the postseason. Hey, my man, we're looking forward to seeing you in the playoffs. Your rookie season has been tremendous. Keep shooting the way you're shooting, man. Seven threes tonight for Keegan. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, thank you. I love Keegan Murray so, so much. sweet. He has a hard time talking about like his individual yeah. success. And that's why I love that Matt even prefaced everything, you know, oh, you guys did this, this, and this. But what about you? And how do you feel about your rookie season? And um, he's doing a great, 
he's just, he's himself. He's always himself. And I just appreciate the shit out of that guy. He just goes out there and plays basketball. He's not trying. He's just trying to play the right way. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's a rookie. He still makes mistakes out there, of course. But you could, the shooting is just lethal. It's 200 threes in a season. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. And it's. He's a rookie. And it's not like he's just jacking up a whole bunch of shots. And I'm not trying to bring anyone down, but obviously there was a time when Buddy Heald was oh, here. And why it just, would you mention that The shot that selection name and everything. It's hour. just like, how? What are we doing? What are we doing? Where this is like within mostly good, beautiful offensive basketball. Um, the other thing that he said that I loved, he talked about that last game being a wake-up call. And how many times did we talk about like, how that game needed to be a wake-up call. I hopefully it was going to be one of those moments that they that humbled them and was like, oh, what the hell are we doing? We can't play like this just because we have that playoff spot clinched. Do we want to be a 50-win team? Do we want to practice better habits going into the postseason? And you're just you you saw that tonight. The other thing Mike Brown said in his post-game conversation with the media was that this was maybe one of their most complete performances of the season. Do you agree? I do. I do. I, you know, at first, at first I was like trying not to be a prisoner of the moment. And, and sometimes I think I just get excited. And so I think that when really it's like, no, believe what you saw, what you saw on both ends of the floor was some special basketball from a team, too. That was the coolest part about this. It didn't matter if it was the spark off the bench with Malik Monk or your backup center and Alex Len. It was They were playing good basketball whenever they were all out there. And then he also talked about how uh, on defense, all five guys were on a string moving along with each other. We talked about the way that they closed the gaps and didn't allow someone like B.I. or C.J. McCollum to really get those lanes to attack the paint every time down. Just a beautiful job. The ball pressure, Davion Mitchell. Mm. My goodness. Pumps me up. And winning the Pacific Division for the first time since 2003, I went down memory lane a bit to see Okay, let's look back at previous Pacific Division winners. Shout out to the Kings. They surpassed the Clippers tonight for most division titles at yeah. three. The Clippers only have two division titles. Kind of crazy. Cute. That's obviously they've had to deal with the Warriors over the years. But <laughs> since the year 2000, the Pacific Division winner has only not gotten out of the first round one time. Ooh, what was that one time? That was the 2012-13 LA Clippers. They went 56 and 26 and they lost in the first round. Was that uh, Chris Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 2012-13 Clippers. Injuries. I think I think I mean I could say that easily and I'm probably right when I say like, "Oh, it's probably injuries." I don't know. Do you, I don't remember right. the 2012. You don't have to I mean, look. do you want me to look it no, up? You, you, you don't start have to peppering look. me with questions. I wasn't about even peppering it. you. I was just like putting it up in the air and being like, "What's up, dish?" I thought the interesting stat was only one team out of the last 20 years has not gotten out of the first round, uh, and that was Matt Barnes's Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, They lost in the first round that season to the Memphis Grizzlies, 4-2. Vinny Del Negro was the coach, former king. Okay. Uh, And then I went back. Then before that, the only team who did not get out of the first round, you'd have to go back to... Wow, we gotta go way back. I believe it was the Seattle Supersonics. Yeah, the 93 94 Seattle Supersonics. This was bad. They won 63 games, lost in the first round. If I'm not mistaken, that was the year they lost to the Denver Nuggets in the first round. That was 
um, a five game series. How would you where they lost? This? Well, because it was like they were a sixty four win team and they lost. You were like five years old. It was a five game series. That's why you were five Morgan, years old. It's a classic image of Dikembe Mutombo with the ball after. Like, ah, I'm so happy. Your five year old brain should not retain that type of information. That is very strange. I mean, again, basketball mind, okay. not a big deal, uh, Morgan. But seriously, yeah, that, I I don't know if that really means anything, but. Look, only two teams since the 93-94 season who have won the Pacific Division have not gotten out of the first round. We should say that this is a Western Conference we've never really seen like this before. And that was the direction I was going to go in. It really, this is insane what we're witnessing with the Western Conference. And I think, too, that's what's made this play-in tournament so fun when you look at the teams that are in that mix because of the competitive play in this Western Conference. The fact that there hasn't been one team. I mean, you look at what the Nuggets did. I think Jokic, um, I saw some terrible stat from him tonight. But again, we can go and look at all the box scores and see what everyone did, but just not really know what happened with their time and everything. But either way, uh, they ended up losing to the Houston Rockets. Yeah, Jokic had 14 points. Tonight? They lost to Houston? They lost to Houston. Jokic in 25 minutes. He only had 14 points, 10 rebounds, 0 for 2 from 3-point land, 7 of 13 from the field. But, I mean, uh, again, it just... The Nuggets. The Houston Rockets were up by as many as 21. Oh, they won by 21. I thought it was the biggest lead. That's insane. Yeah. No, and I I mean, I saw a few things, but I didn't really get to do much before we actually came on here. But um, my point being, teams in this Western Conference, there's teams that are finally finding their groove, getting healthy, and finding their way. And then there's teams at the top that are kind of looking a little odd. Let's be honest about it. What? Almost every team in the West is pretty sus. Um, Wiggins uh, was back in the arena tonight for the Golden State Warriors. Got a nice ovation. They were taking on OKC. Um, let's get to some comments, though. Yeah. Brad says, basketball savant, Deuce Mason. Thank you. Thank you for knowing that. No, no, I obviously know it. Yeah. Steven, Deuce memorized everything else to escape his traumatizing reality. <laughs> okay. Is that true? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um also uh someone said that jamal murray went down in that game oh okay yeah because he only played nine minutes oh my god do we know what the injury was um if anyone knows it put it in the chat otherwise we'll take Dude, it. well that's significant yeah thumb injury is that what it really okay um yeah but as we continue to watch the west and watch what teams do um it's going to be tough no matter who the Kings have to play. I think my brother was asking me that today. He's like, wait, so who could the Kings possibly play in that sixth spot? And I'm like, oh, named off the Clippers, the Warriors, the Lakers, and the Pelicans. The Pelicans. And he was like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's just not, there's not a team that you're like, I want to face them. No matter what it is, it's going to be a difficult journey. Ben in our chat from Australia just donated 15. What do Australians donate with? What's her Australian money? Currency? Yeah. Australian currency. I don't know. What's it called? Australian currency. What's an Australian? It's just probably Australian dollar. Is that what they call it? I'm trying to look for like a fancy yeah. name to How it. about just Australian uh, Anyway, he said, I put $100 on Sacramento to win the Pacific Division, but cashed it when Sabonis broke his thumb. Was 501 
dollars to in Australia. Ouch. Wouldn't change it for the world. The team is incredible. Keep up the good work. Well, Ben, you're a coward. Hey. Oh, no, no, Why? no. Sabonis. Appreciate you, Ben. One of the toughest son of a bitches you'll ever meet. So what? He's a betting man and just felt he like. He panicked. That was a panic move. Whatever. I mean, I don't bet at all, so I would have just left it in there anyway. Oh, thanks, Jay. They're called Deli Bucks. That makes sense. Oh. Yeah, I forgot the Australian named it after uh, Del Vadova. That makes uh, sense. The Deli Bucks. Yes. Uh, Kurt P trying to take away from uh, me knowing the Sonics Nuggets series and Deuce's <laughs> defense. I've heard people talk about the Denver Seattle series for decades because it was the first time an eight seed ever beat a one seed. Yes, for sure. And then the next time. It was significant. It was one versus eight when the Warriors, the We Believe team, beat the U. Excuse me, beat the Dallas Mavericks uh, in a seven game series. That was the first time that was done. KYBK. Yeah, now you're basketball kids. Uh, we've got more on the podcast in just a second. We do need to mention a couple of things that were presented tonight by our buddy Sean Stanfield over at Guaranteed Rate and Rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. Hey, maybe refinancing makes sense for you. For some, like, no, it doesn't. My rate's great. But if you have questions, if it does make sense, Sean is your guy. If you're thinking about purchasing a house, you want to know, do I have the money to do it? What can I do to make it happen? Hit up Sean. He's a big Kings fan. Uh, we've known him for over a decade. He's helped other podcast listeners too from refinancing to purchasing. You can hit him up via call or text. His personal number is 916-276-7563. That's 916-276-7563. You can also go to his website, contact him there at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. Equal housing lender subject to credit, credit approval. NMLS ID number 349-707. Company NMLS ID number 2611 animalsconsumeraccess.org. Thanks so much to our friends at Guaranteed. Right. Guaranteed. Right. Also, if you go to deuceandmo.com, you can get some merch and use a promo code that will not be up for a long time. It's a promo code that has debuted courtesy of our merchandise provider. There you go. If you go to deuceandmo.com, click on merch, you'll see a promo code that says thank you. That's for 20% off. You could use that. I already took that code off. Oh, it's there. So Mm. whatever. The reality is use friends and fans. That's friends with the and sign and fans. Friends and fans 25. Friends and fans 25. You'll get 25% off. We got t-shirts. We got mugs. We got beer glasses and stickers and hoodies and crew necks. Uh, we got new logos, old logos, NWO, Tower Record Style One, Night Chat. It's all at DoSamo.com. All the way on merch up till April seventeenth. That promo code will be gone. Yes, probably one of the bigger promo codes that you'll get too with this site. So exactly. Oh, and also I meant to tell you I had someone DM me um, for Sean's information today too. Nice. So everyone looking. T- for information from Sean Stanfield. So next up for the Sacramento Kings, a matchup with the Dallas Mavericks. But before we get there, let's give some love to this Kings fan who put yes. out on social media a picture of Mike Brown. And then the side-by-side is a picture of his leg. He missed leg day, apparently. But he got Mike Brown's smiling face tattooed on his leg. He tweeted, said I'd do it if they made the playoffs. He came through and got a picture of Mike Brown on his leg. I love it. I love it so much. Obviously, I'm someone who will also be getting a tattoo. I'll make sure to share that with everyone, too. I've had people reach out saying they want to get the same tattoo. Um, So you're more than welcome once I put that out there. But I, well done by the artist. Beautiful tattoo. I mean, 
I kind of am jealous that I'm not getting Mike Brown tattooed on me. Gotta say. What? A little bit of a gamble. What was? I mean, wouldn't you go a logo? Something like that? No. Mike Brown's perfect. That is perfect. What I, if Mike Brown flamed out in three years? It's not going to happen. But what if? It. He's a perfect it's person. It's a memory. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a, a Like, person. he's amazing. I love him so much. I'd want him tattooed on my body. <laughs> hey, way to pay up fast, too. And that, that is a good tattoo, man. I know. I wasn't even going to get mine until this summer. And then NBC's like, we want to shoot it. So I had to... It can't get until the end of the month, but whatever. We're going to push to get that earlier. I already did. Oof. Okay. Yep. But yeah, a huge love to this Kings fan who got a picture of Mike Brown tattooed on his leg. So cool. Oh, that's badass. Yep. Um, next up for the Sacramento Kings, Morgan. Uh, quick turnaround. They take on the Dallas Mavericks, who have lost three in a row. They're 37-42. and 42. There was some talk, oh, could they look to shut down Luka and Kyrie? Luca kind of squashed that, said he was playing tomorrow. Yeah, which, um, again, they've been falling apart even with him on the floor or without him on the floor. I think for many reasons it helps them having him on the floor. But either way, this is another team that has, um, has had its struggles lately. So Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together there's all these different papers there's all these different forms what do you do you listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast yeah because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business how about for some time off after an nba season even that sounds amazing so you know what you need to do listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app future you will thank you Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How, again, are you going to come in and capitalize on that? They don't, they're not the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, the Pelicans have been playing much better basketball. And look how the Kings performed against them. That's the type of performance you need to see tomorrow night. It's no doubt about it, a must win. Uh, OKC looks like they're going to be on their way to a loss against the Golden State Warriors. Wow. Uh, well, there's still time left in that game. Who knows? Oh. But if the score holds, if Golden State's able to win, Dallas will enter tomorrow's game against the Kings a half game out of the 10th spot in the NBA Western Conference. So a half game out of the play-in. Dallas has to win the game. They're also a team that's been an absolute mess, and it's there's a lot of reasons for it. I mean, I think the trade has completely backfired. I think they lost a lot of defense. They don't have the size in rebounding. Their defense is atrocious. They're just they haven't been a good team. And tomorrow is a time for the Sacramento Kings to take out the shovel, oh. play the role of the Undertaker. This is a coffin match. We're going to open up that coffin. No. It's got to be a big one, though. And you put Luca in there nice. and you bury the Dallas Mavericks. How sweet would it be if the Kings won back-to-back games on the road to get to win number 49 and in the process put a dagger in the heart of the Dallas Mavericks? Yeah. Um. Okay, we get it. We we get it. Yes, rest in peace, all that jazz. Um, oh, it's me. Oh, he's still going. Oh, man. There he goes. It's time to bury Luca in the mouth. Okay, we're good now. Thank yep, you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be great. I would love to see it. I'm getting... I do... I do feel like I am a, a greedy little Kings fan now. And I my expectations obviously ch- kept changing throughout the season. But now I'm at this point where I'm like, ugh, you're right there for the 5-0. Just do it. Just get it. But also, yeah, what if, I guess this could happen for both teams. Because I look at the last game of the season against the Nuggets. All guys are sitting that game for the Kings. I guess the Nuggets would probably do the I same thing. Th- I don't know that that's true. Okay. I think the Kings, if they have a chance at 50 wins, are going to try to get 50 wins. Well, I like that. Matt Barnes mentioned that tonight, and I was like, well, he played the game. He knows what's don't up. get it. That's, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, do everything you can to get it. Have that type of season. But it's like then those moments happen. People are like, why didn't you shut them down? It's like freak accidents happen in practice. Freak accidents. Look like Deli. Yeah, knock on wood. Deli hurt his finger that night. I mean, De'Aaron was out, right? Yeah, and yeah. so then you had Davion in, but then you didn't have your um, backup point guard in Matthew Delavadova because he ended up hurting his thumb. So, again, things happen, but you're just knocking on wood and just hoping uh, that the Kings can get to that 50-win mark and – it will just be like the cherry on top of this great old season. It would be so nice. Uh, A.A. Ron says, Matt Barnes seemed to suggest. Is that what you're saying? That the Kings may rest guys tomorrow? Well, oh, yeah. And he did. Uh, good good job. He <clears throat> did say that for tomorrow, too, because it's the second night of a back-to-back. It's against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, but I still, I don't see that happening if that goal is 5-0. If that goal is to keep... You can't have one game against the Pelicans like that and then go, 
all right, we figured things out. Now we're going to continue that. But maybe that's their goal going into Friday's game against the uh, Golden State Warriors on their home floor. Don't rest your guys against Golden State. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying their goal is to like rest them tomorrow. No, 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 no. We keep it rolling. All right, this is the season. We play games. We the Kings are the one team that doesn't load manage. And guess what? They've been healthy. They play through things. I get Let's it. go. Uh, in the chat, Sean, open mic, and Gregory are calling for this. Morgan. For the Mavs? Yeah. Really? For the Kings to just bury them tomorrow? I mean, are they buried tomorrow if they lose? Pretty much. They're not going <laughs> to respond from that. No. That's dramatic. There's no need. Why not? Turn it down. You can do that at the end of the season. Who can you can do that at the end Fine. of the season. I'll, tomorrow, okay. when the Kings beat the Mavs. Sure. We are, we, Why are you knocking on wood? I just for Why people. are you knocking just on wood? Just because I want to offend people. No, that's jinx shit right there. You believe in jinxes. Yeah, nice try. You knocked on that wood right there. Right there. I saw that shit. You all heard that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that I was him. what I was doing. What were you doing? Uh, I was doing... Uh, Stop. You're lying. You're, do <laughs> you're just digging your hole. You're going to no, bury yourself. I'm, no, it was Stupid. like... Stupid. Uh, it was knock on wood if you're with me. But not not in honor of John Gruden, though. We can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't even do that. Man, that would have been cool. Four years ago, that would have hit oh hard. Oh, my God, you're an idiot. God damn it. You ruined that. <laughs> um, tomorrow night, I think we do hold a funeral for the Mavs. For together. the Mavs? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So come best dressed in your best funeral garb. Okay. Bring your shovels. Wow. The Kings Bring have one candles. good year in 16 seasons, and we're just, like, getting petty on everyone's <laughs> ass tomorrow. I love it. I, I do. How important is 50 wins to you? Um, it's, you know what's funny? It's not that important to me this season. It really isn't. And because they've already exceeded all expectations, that that number would be great and i yeah. want, and i get it it being very important to them they're the ones that are battling out there they're the competitors for me someone that ha it's it's like the same thing people trying to talk smacking and they go kings are getting bounced out of the first round oh okay i i don't care that you're saying that because one they still have a very good chance in the first round in the playoffs they're just as good as any team in this western conference but two okay, they finally made the playoffs. Like, how can they grow from this season for next season? You know, that would be my take on it. And I feel like if they don't get to that 50 mark, that needs to be the goal for next season. Like, that needs to be from – I'm sure that was their goal from the start this season. Championship, let's go, let's do this. But you just see how real it is now, and you see them building that sustainable success. And I go, next season, those will be my goals. Shout out to Turner. He donated 20 bucks saying $1 for every year it's been since we won a Pacific division. You guys are the best. I'll be at the playoffs with a turn on the effing Jets sign. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, thank you. Give me a hell yeah. Appreciate that. Turn the fucking Jets on. Turn the fucking Jets on. Also, was it just me or did it seem like Mike Brown was extra vocal on the sidelines tonight? Like, he saw, I thought it was Tom Thibodeau out there, the oh. way he was talking. Like, it, he was, hey, run, run. He was talking a lot tonight. I liked it. I, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't recognize anything different, but maybe. Maybe that's... You didn't notice it? I, you know, I noticed him, but 
a lot of times when I noticed him, it was, you know, when he's getting ready to call timeout or like he was getting excited about Davion locking down Dyson Daniels and, uh, and, you know, I could see him more in the corner of my eye right there. But yeah, besides that, I just, I guess I wasn't paying enough attention, wasn't paying enough attention to my dude. So as it stands right this second, the Lakers are in the number six spot, but the Warriors are about to beat the Thunder, so the Warriors will be back in the sixth spot. The point being is buckle up. The last few games, the last week of the NBA season is going to be absurd and insane. We won't know who the Kings are playing maybe till the last game of the season, but what's great, the NBA did something awesome this year with the final day of the season. They're not having games stagger out all day. Yeah. The East Coast is playing at like 10 a.m. The West is playing at 1230. So they're not going to have a situation where games are being played at 7 o'clock at night where we're waiting around and teams who are out of it go, we're just going to like rest all of our guys because yeah. we're out of it. They're all playing at the same time. I love it. I Turn the other way. Why am I burping so much Because tonight? you're having a beer and you just need to turn the other. Like you still, you realize like it's still projecting okay. this way. Settle down. And then the, Answer the question. How cool the, is that? The window opening this way. Um, It's really cool. I love that they're looking at that in that they are trying to, to just make that um, better for everyone's viewing pleasure, right? And just for all of us, especially teams and people that are like waiting on to see, oh, who's going to land where um, when things are that close. Oh, great point, too, from the chat. Gregory, like if she was a good teammate, she would do that. I would do what? Burp me. Okay. No, are you oh, kidding? You just... You just said if I was a good teammate. That's how you would burp a baby? That's you how you burp a baby? <laughs> Are you an idiot? I'm so glad you, you're not a mom because guess what? Guess what? I burped a baby before. C CPS is here. That's how you do it. You slap oh a God, baby? Deuce. No, you give it some force. That was the same thing. No, All you're doing. You're slapping. No, I feel you're like such a little it, bitch. It stings. It stings when you do that. No, dude. It's not supposed to sting. That's bad. You're, you're, tr you're trying to irritate nah. me right now. You're no, <laughs> no. You're an idiot. I would burp him like a baby. You guys are so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> oh my god, burped a baby. <laughs> uh. Well, what, what a, uh, I think what? to to sum things up tonight. What a season, man! And it's not it's, over. I'm kidding. I'm joking with you. What a season, man. <laughs> we are sitting here tonight. Uh, the Kings won the Pacific Division. Yeah. Would have been great if they won it at home. I get that. But the response to what they have done this season has been, or what happened last game, and how some of the adversity that they've faced this season has been great. They went 0-4 to start this season. Yeah. They have 48 wins. This is why I don't get greedy about anything because I know even we go, oh, it'd be great if they had clinched at home. It would be great if they had won that at home. You guys, it's like all the other things that they are doing with Keegan Murray, you know, knocking, having a, a record-breaking three-point rookie season. And then you have two guys, like we mentioned early on, that could be named on all NBA teams. And Mike Brown, possibly your coach of the year in Monty McNair, possibly your GM of the year. You know, he, the Kings needed shooting and look at the shooting that has been add added to this team. I mean, don't get greedy when you think about like how much more magical those moments could have been, because then you're not going to like appreciate everything that's right in front of you right now. And it's, it's so magical what is happening right now in Sacramento. I think the one thing that we all pinpoint is, can they just be better at home? 
Sure. Right? Because what they're doing on the road is special. They are 25 and 14 on the road. You know, you, you would be taking an elite home wreck and be like, hey, can you be right around the 500 mark on the road? They are by far the team in the West with the best road record. Mm. 25 and 14 is 11 games over 500. Denver's 19 and 20. Memphis wow. is 15 and 23. Phoenix is 17 and 23. The Clippers and the Lakers are at 500. The Warriors are 9 and 30. Pelicans at 15 and 25. Minnesota 19 and 21. OKC 15 and 24. You get the point. I just ran off the other nine teams in the whole playoff picture, including play in, and the Kings are killing it on the road. And their road record is up there with Milwaukee, who's 26 and 14. Boston, 25 and 16. It's an elite road record. And so if they can just bring that magic on the home floor, which you would, to me, that that should be easier to get that going at home. It should be. Maybe they'll just get it going for playoff time. Fingers crossed. Also, next week at this time, NBA playing. We are a week away from the NBA playing. And then coming up on Saturday, April 15th, playoffs start. I'm thinking the Kings end up kicking things off April 15th for game one Ooh. and then game two on the 17th. I could be wrong on that, but that's what I've, I've heard. And make sure you're here next week. Uh, even for all the play-in content, we'll be talking about all those games, anything that's going on at Kings practices. We will be here even when there's not Kings Dude, games. Dude, we're going to have so much content on this YouTube channel. Make sure to be locked in youtube.com slash at Deuce and Mo. Let's... Uh, Talk with our guy Ross real fast before we wrap things up. Rob, Rob, hey Ross, what's Hi, up? Hi Ross. What's my friends, man? And it's been a fun, fun season, man. Just so happy for you guys. Happy for the community, dude. It's been it's been special. Uh, this man, I want to talk yeah. about the yeah. Um, I kind of want to, uh, talk about the home, home record. Like you guys were talking about, um, uh, I honestly have been thinking since early on, it's just the pressure of this fan base. Like, you know, it's this like building of, you know, just this 20 years, of, you know, nothing. And you can feel the fans want to explode. Um, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world because, um, I think clinching and whatever happens in the playoffs just kind of takes the pressure off and going into next year, I don't think it's going to be that same kind of pressure. I think it'll fall off and imagine what it's like if we can actually, um, you know, look at like whatever the Bucks uh, home record is in Philly and Denver, they're like 30 and five and crazy numbers like that. So it's just kind of to think about uh, what this team could be at learning how to play on the road and figure out uh, home next year yeah I, I hope it doesn't take till next year you know get get it going playoff time like it should <laughs> it shouldn't be hard to win at home that's the thing if winning on the road is so much more challenging because you're not feeding off the crowd it's the energy you have to create and if they can just go hey we're at home let's pretend like it's a road game the, the crowd doesn't exist let's play our game because if you play the game and you get the type of defensive stops that they got tonight on the road in the big easy against new orleans you're going to have 18,000 plus going crazy. The crowd would have been obnoxious tonight had the Kings done that at home. No, for sure. And they, 
I've been at a few games this year, and when they go on like a 12-0 run, it's insane. But I honestly do think like, you know, that like almost clinching moment and then, uh, you know, having it happen again, I that you got to think that they a little bit feel the crowd just like so close to it. And then they go on the road, they just play their battle. So maybe now that it's gone and they're just, they just got to get out and play basketball, maybe that's all it needed. I hope so, man. Because the playoffs could be really special, especially with yeah. how the West is this year. They're going to have a shot. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate you guys. It's right, been man. a fun season. It's been awesome, man. And, Thanks for joining. And you look, the Kings still have what? So, nineteen games to go. Mm. Don't get cocky. What? I said don't get cocky. Well, they've got three regular season games, and then they're not. They're, pro- they're likely not losing a mm. playoff game. So got that's it. sixteen. There's nineteen. Good. I mean, if you want to say there's twenty-two games left, we can say that. Okay. Twenty-two. Great. I honestly, I could, could you imagine? No. Okay, let's not right now. No. One game at a time, man. Yes. Hey, what's up, Fox Believer Murray supporter? Hello, hello. Good what's evening. up, man? What do you, What do you like tonight? What What do you have to say? Um, give me a second. I'm about to finish highlights here. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> what I like tonight? Um, well, we're Pacific Division champions. I mean, that's what we got to be excited about, right? You're right. <laughs> Fuck you mean? The Kings ain't going nowhere. It's real. The Kings are real. Uh, is, are. is that all your... But I mean, did, did, you, did you really not watch the game? No, I didn't watch the game. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was such a fun game. You missed a was, good one. Yeah. I, I like how it seems like we called you. <laughs> <laughs> Like just to be I was clear, working. just to, no, no. But just to be clear, you made the decision to put yourself in our little waiting room, and I went, All right, "Let's see, I have some things to say about the game." And you're like, "Hey, what do you think?" Well, uh, I mean, they won the division. <laughs> Isn't that what's important that I found out, Deuce? No, that's great. That's that, great. That's, I just I thought maybe you had a little more, and that's all good. That's all good, yeah, man. Hey, uh, I'm just a college student trying to get a degree. Oh, yeah, busy, yeah. busy. Well, good. Well, I'm glad you're listening. What's and my shirt say, Morgan? What's my shirt say today? It says, oh, it says, drop out of college because ball is life. Thank you. That does, does it really say that? No, it just says ball is life. But don't, okay. don't drop thank, out of college. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, Morgan, are you trying to tell me to drop no, out of college? I got one no. month left. No, dude, you got it. And seriously, we appreciate we, We're so glad we could call you and uh, catch up. Yeah, so yeah, thank so you. Glad. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, luck studying. Anyways, um, I did watch the fourth quarter. Give it up. You yeah. the there we go. I've walked to the fourth quarter. My class ended just in time. Uh, the fourth quarter was good. I mean, I th- it's just defense, man. It's That's just the reality of this team at the moment. I mean, everyone's preaching how terrible our defense is going to be in the playoffs if we meet Golden State, if we meet the Clippers, if we meet the Lakers. And, I mean, the reality is the defense is going to have to be better in the playoffs you know yeah screw the regular season screw all that who cares about the fucking regular season that's the winner's mentality no it matters how the playoffs how you play right Hell exactly yeah. dude Hell appreciate yeah. it appreciate and, you and good luck checking with school. in hey. yeah we'll call you soon hey appreciate it uh, make sure i'll be waiting on the call <laughs> all, right, all right see you yeah. let's uh we got a couple more let's check in with uh desire hi desire hey what's going on how are you 
Doing great. How are you, Deuce and Mo? Amazing. Never been better. Did you watch the game tonight? I did watch the game. Get it off. Yeah. Just the fourth quarter. I was ready. But, you know, in the first quarter, I was like, oh, my God. I was with you, man. When it was 14 to 4 and Fox took like four threes, I'm like, what is happening? Can we just can we play the Dude. right way? And then they woke up. Oh, my gosh. When they kept shooting the threes, I almost, I, I can't say it on here. I it, I was I mean you I could no, 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 go back say say what were you yeah. gonna say okay gonna say? I, well yeah okay I just I wanted to be sure I just almost shit myself I was like dude <laughs> run up you know get in the paint but I was like what happened to you guys what happened do, to do my you teams? honestly think there was a slight chance that you would literally shit yourself oh uh a little bit there there was a there was a slight little chance that <laughs> something would have went wrong and it would have been on the second night of yeah. me hoping that we would have clinched the the pacific division and no no I'm yeah, just you would not around, be but... clinching in that situation Ayo. <laughs> God, exactly guys. but hey actually um uh the last time i was on here i did say some things like i'm not sure about alex len and why are we we playing him and god damn did he prove me wrong yeah, I mean, he's – look, he's not going to be flashy with his offensive game, but you don't need that. You got – you need a guy that's just going to be able to protect the rim, use his size, tip out a rebound, contest a shot. I I, I appreciate what he's brought, and he's not making a ton of mistakes, and I, I think that's the issue with the back of five this year. The back of five – has just been a complete mess where they have found no consistency. The most consistent stretch was probably Metsu gave them that for a little bit when he was engaged right. defensively uh, and not doing anything crazy offensively, but they just have not counted on that. Rashawn has never gotten to a rhythm at all this year. Namias, I don't think, has gotten enough opportunity to judge really either way. They threw him in in that Sixers game on the road where he picked up like two fouls in 10 seconds. That was rough. Uh, mm -hmm. So for Alex Land to be chilling pretty much on the bench the entire year, get his name called and be ready and just do what they need from that position is huge. You don't need a guy playing 20 minutes a night. Can you get someone coming off the bench to give you 12 to 15 minutes to give Sabonis a breather? A hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree with you. And it, ever since that he came off the bench and he, to me, it kind of looked like over these past few games that he became more comfortable with his game he kind of um because i know we played him a few times this season and it was like two quick fouls and uh coach Brown was like nope and did not play him so like when it comes to homes or uh metu or uh nemius keta like i i would love to see them kind of over at least these next two games kind of see what they could bring for us in the playoffs or something like that you know yeah i think um I think especially if they feel like they're in a good spot and they want to give those guys some more run, I'm I'm cool with it. You know, you you don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs, and you want guys to be ready to go. Exactly, exactly. No, but it was a great game. Um, I mean, we we kind of just destroyed them Dude. after a while. I mean, <laughs> honestly, they did. I, like, they got it. After the first quarter, the Kings owned that game. Well, they took off, and then even in that fourth quarter, though, when they put in everyone else and – it was like three minutes left or whatever it was. And then the Pelicans started chipping away and made it that 19 point game with a minute. Oh, of, yeah. With like 90 <laughs> seconds left. And I was like, oh, oh, this 
just the, I just don't like any of this, but shouldn't have doubted it because they did just fine. Watching Keegan too get hot like that is so fun. It's so fun. It is so fun because he just he's so smooth with the way he plays, but just his demeanor and his body language, it's just like, yep, I did it. <laughs> he's such a sweet kid too. When he went down, I think what what is it, the first quarter when Domas accidentally hit him, I was like, oh no. Please oh yeah, in the hurt. head. Yeah, he was rubbing his head for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I, 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 at this point, man, do we even need home court advantage? Because we are playing good on the road. <laughs> it's too late. You were stuck I, in the I top think, four now. I, I mean, you're we, stuck. I think we need to trade. Gosh. Uh, no, funny. I think they can. I, I think they can play well at home. I think that they can get it going. I'd be more concerned if they were like awful on the road at this point. You know. <laughs> Well, hey, Desire, thanks for uh, checking in as always, dude. Yeah, definitely, guys. It was good talking to you. Appreciate you. All right, let's check in with our guy, the future general manager in the NBA. He's the one and only, Praneel. What up, Praneel? What's up? How are you guys doing? Praneel, I just need to take your temperature for a second. Oh. You're a young guy, 16 years Mm -hmm. old. When did you turn 17? Uh, May fourth, two thousand six. What? That'll be okay. That'll that's great. That'll, that's May, that's co- that'll be in the second round of the playoffs when the Kings oh. are playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've already I've already talked to my dad about like trying to get tickets for that for around that date as a birthday gift. Oh, yeah, like, you should do that. That's yeah, cool. but like the tickets prices are pretty expensive, so we're trying to like find the cheapest possible thing. Yeah, he'll have to send just you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but what I was gonna ask you is, man. I know you, I think you were pretty optimistic about this season. I don't know that you would have thought, here we are on April 4th talking about the Kings winning the Pacific Division. As someone who has never seen a good Kings team, what's this year been like for you watching? Um, It's been pretty incredible. And, and, and the sad part about it is that this is probably the least I've watched Kings games. I've watched almost every single game, though, but like it's my junior year, so I'm pretty busy with school and everything, but... Um, it's been incredible to watch, and like, it's 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 it, the the games. I'm going into watching games expecting to win. That's the first time I felt that in my entire life. I'm like, normally I turn on a Kings game, and I'm like, oh wow, they're fighting, they're they're playing solid. But like, I never actually expected to win every single night. But like now, I'm expecting to win almost every single night. I go in, turn on the TV, and I'm like, wow, I think we can beat this team. I think I think we're gonna win this game. And it that that feeling is just very new to me because. In my entire life, I've always been, you know, expecting bad games, seeing yeah. like 21 seasons. So like, it's completely mind blowing to go into every single day and be like, you know what? I think we can beat this team. You know what? I think we can get out of the first round. It's just a new feeling. It's 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 incredible. It's you know, it's funny about that, Pernil, because it's not even like a oh man, I really hope they win or I really want them to win. It's like, it's like what you're saying. You the belief in them winning is because of what they shown this season of what they're capable of doing out there on the floor, not only as a team, but against some really good opponents, right? We've seen them play up, we've seen them play down, and then we've seen them, you know, smash the teams they're supposed to smash. And I just think it's been such a even season when you take a look at everything that they've been able to accomplish. But I would say, like, it's got to be wild to think about them having all these things the the rookie keegan murray the the two guys being all-stars and possibly possibly making 
all NBA teams, possibly coach of the year, possibly GM of the year and the playoffs. Like all of those things validate all of the feelings, right? Yeah, it's 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 surreal. And like, especially with like the way everyone has chipped in. I mean, I didn't expect Harder to be this good and he's been incredible. One of the best movement shooters in the league. Keegan Murray is a generational shooting rookie. Like as a, as a rookie, this is a generational season for him. Incredible to watch and like every single player has played a really good role and it's it's like normally going into years this is this is another thing that i think is funny but like going into years i've always been frustrated with like a couple of players on the team right like a couple of years ago it was like damn why is buddy healed in the game why is marvin bagley in the game but like with this king's team i, I see the logic behind most moves outside of maybe like playing metu way too much but like outside of that i see like logic behind every single rotation change i see logic behind every single little tweak maybe going in the zone right not only has like the players in the roster been good, the coaching has been genuinely solid. And like, like having a roster and a rotation where I'm not like sad about someone coming onto the court is a new feeling. Even if it's like a small thing that seems insignificant, it's just new to me. Like having a team that like, I, I see the logic and I see, and I, and I actually trust in the rotation instead of being like, wow, why is Buddy Heald in the game late? Or why is Marvin Bagley on Joel Embiid late in the game or stuff like that? It's, it's like a small nuance, but it's, it's kind of, it's, it's like interesting just to see me start having more trust in like the team. Perneal, did you watch tonight's game by chance or were you studying? Um, I, I've spring break, but I've been sick pretty much the entire day. So I missed the first quarter because I was like asleep, but I woke mm. up and watched like most of like the second, third and fourth. So you're not, um, you're not, much, you're not a dog like Davion Mitchell. I mean, you could have, you could have <laughs> stayed awake and watched the game. But um, uh, okay, I mean, what I, jumped out to you in the second half, though? What 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 do you like about how they played? Um, I thought the defensive intensity was really good, and something I thought was really awesome was that we were we were feeding the high end, right? Um, in that third quarter, Keegan was unconscious, and we kept running sets from. We kept you kept seeing Domas bring the ball down, and then start motioning to Keegan come off the screen, come off this DHO, give him the ball, and we started finding him. And I thought the defensive intensity was really really good. Thought we played good defense on both Ingram and CJ McCollum. Um, I really liked the Alex Led minutes. He was really, he was a presence in the paint, especially on like JV and uh, McCollum. It was, it, I mean, I feel like Len is probably the best suited big for this, for the, for the back, for like the backup big position, mostly because like he's big, he can set screens and we can do a little bit of the DHO stuff, even if he's not a good passer, simply because he's a big body and can set screens. But um, yeah, Len, the Led minutes were really impressive for me. I really liked yeah. how we played and um, I, my one question is like, why, why haven't we gotten him early on? Dude, that, we said that we're same that thing. Earlier. We're just like, what the, the backup five has been such a, a, a weakness for this team for so long that it took to like game 75 or whatever to he's see like, Alex Len. He's like, he's ready now. He yeah. may flourish and <laughs> yeah. go. I guess it's but better yeah, now I mean, than, you know, never. It's the secret weapon. No one knows what Alex Len will do now. Watch him, watch him come out in the playoffs and start shooting threes. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> That'd be so funny, but it's not going to happen. Shutting down uh, Jokic there you go. in the series. Yeah. I don't know, man. This could be a fun playoff ride. I, I I was so down about how they played against the Spurs and the response. I that, that This was a big-time response. Now go take care of business against Dallas, you know? Yeah, and I think that Spurs loss was sort of needed because it's a wake-up call. I mean, when it comes to standings and, like, the division and everything – the loss doesn't mean much because we'll still lock up the division. We'll still be in third, but 
that loss, I think, was really needed as a wake-up call because now the team will... I think that Mike Brown really got to them. That was This was one of the best defensive games I've seen in the past couple like months, mm. simply from like the intensity we showed, simply from how we came out. I thought that Fox was playing pretty good defense overall. Yeah, was he was. really happy about his minutes. And like that's something that I was kind of... I, I talked about in the Discord a little bit, but like... De'Aaron Fox needs to have if he's if with with how he plays offensively, at least like taking his time getting into the fourth quarter, getting his screw in the fourth, he needs to bring up the intensity starting from the first quarter on defense. And we saw that. It was really good. So um yeah. Uh overall, I thought that that loss was very much needed to as a wake up call, especially for the playoffs. So um overall, I'm not too mad about that loss considering how they responded, but yeah, I'm excited, man. Like what? Three weeks? Let's go. Not, I mean, not even, dude. April 15th. We're like 11 days away from the start of the NBA days. playoffs, man. Yeah, it's, I'm super duper excited, man. Oh. Um, I, 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 really wish, I really wish they make it to the second round so that I can watch them um, on my birthday. That'd be, that'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. I hope that happens for you. You, des- you deserve the best birthday ever, Pernille. We appreciate the hell out of you. Yeah, thank you. Thank All you. right, we'll talk to you soon, Pernille. One of our favorites. Bye-bye. So great. What a gem. What a freaking gem. I'm so sad he's going to be 17. He's getting so I old. I know, it makes it less cool to have him on there. We're like, oh, Pernille, the next basketball right. mind. Oh, he's 20 now. Oh, like, cool. Great. You're old. <laughs> Everyone's doing this at 17. Final, final. Okay. Morgan's suspicious. Yeah, I am. She says, you know, why not just close the right way? Yeah. Let's try it out. Daniel. What's up, Daniel? What's going on, y'all? Tonight, um, got to, to be here in, in New Orleans and, and watch the team clinch the, the division. And, I mean, just a, a couple thoughts. Um, the first was, uh, so me and my wife, we live here in the south. We live in Mississippi, so... This is the closest place we can go to a game. Nice. So the only games that we've been to past couple of years were tonight and then a game in New Orleans last year. And so the game last year was last October when Luke Walton was the coach. And we sat right behind the bench last year, right behind the bench tonight. And the culture difference between the two games was absolutely night and day. Absolutely night and day. Like, I will never forget last year, uh, we were playing bad on defense. We ended up winning the game last year, but um, we were playing pretty rough on D, and Luke just lost his mind, yelled a bunch of just garbage, and broke a clipboard. And that was his coaching. And tonight, like all night, no matter what happened, it was a absolute team effort. Whenever someone came off the floor, high fives everywhere, encouragement everywhere, like no matter what, it was an absolute team effort. And it was so unbelievable. And I looked at my wife, who really doesn't know that much about basketball, and she was like, this is so different, and I think wow. I understand why this team is good. And I think it was actually really profound where someone who doesn't understand the game it may be a fundamental level could even see a difference because that's how different this team is. And that's how different the coaching staff is and the players are. And that is why this team is different. 
And like maybe that's hard to quantify or to show like on paper why the team is so different than past teams. But it was an absolute eye opener that this team is so different than past Kings teams. And it was just unbelievably encouraging. And so I just really wanted to share that. Dude, uh, one, I love that thank story. Thank you. Yeah, that is, I, I love, well, I just love that, you know, obviously you notice the difference, but for someone like your wife, like you said, who doesn't just know the game of basketball fundamentally and could sense and feel that difference. And that's why when we talk about culture in the importance of it and the impact that it can make, not only on obviously the people that are being directly impacted with it, but the people surrounding it, even as a fan for, for you guys. Also, how did you become a Kings fan? Were you, did you grow up in Sacramento? Did you adopt the Kings later? Great, great question. I get asked all the time. So I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, and Birmingham is kind of split right in the middle between New Orleans, Memphis, Atlanta. And like I was in middle school, and I decided, like, I don't want to be a fan of any of those teams. I don't have a hometown team. So let's choose a team that no one else is a fan of. And that was the Sacramento Kings. Um, because in Alabama, no one was a Kings fan, to be honest. And um, here we are, you know, 300 plus games, however many games I've watched, following the Kings, um, follow, like for 14 plus years, um, tracking the Kings and not making the playoffs and finally making them. Uh, it's been a long, long road. And I've stuck with them, and it's been really, really good for me. Wow. And uh, it's been a joy. And so it was like an uh, an absolute honor to be there tonight. So, yeah, oh. great question. Wait, so you you weren't a fan when they were good? No, no, absolutely wow. not. Uh, I mean, it, so of the 16 years, uh, I guess I've been a, a fan for 14. Been following, have had league pass the entire time, because that's the only way. You know, I can watch the Kings. Sure. It's not local. It's, you know, um, but yeah, hundreds of games following them. And everyone around me thinks I'm crazy. <sighs> Why are you a Kings fan? Why are you a Kings fan? And tonight, sending pictures right behind the bench to my friends, they're like, we are so happy for you. Oh. Uh, it, it really was an incredible thing. Dude. That is, no, you deserve that all of that love because I'm sure too what you're experiencing as a sports fan, this come up, this journey of what you witnessed for so long and then feeling what you're feeling this season, it has to be the greatest feeling. I mean, I know that's what we're all feeling right now. So I'm, I'm so happy for you though, that you got to experience that in person tonight. And I really hope you can get to Sacramento and see them in person. One of these, one of these times. It is an absolute bucket list item to go to Sacramento. Um, absolutely. And if I'm totally honest, um, part of me hopes that the playoffs somehow end up in New Orleans because, yeah. okay, let's be honest, ticket prices here compared to there are insane. Yeah. Let's like, go. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. The seat right behind the bench tonight is cheaper than the get-in price against the Warriors in a couple games. No. In yeah, it's, that is it's how insane. different it is. It, it is so night and day. 
Um, I mean, one day I will make it to Sacramento. And playoffs in Sacramento, unfeasible. But if it's here, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Lord's showing some favor here. Uh, I won't. <laughs> I won't deny it. Dude, I am. Uh, I love your energy, Daniel. Um, and I, I'm so glad that you get to enjoy this. It's really cool that you just randomly picked the Kings and you've been cheering on. You, you said Mississippi, right? Yep, absolutely, wow. Jackson, Mississippi. Wow. And also, uh, you you mentioned Alabama. Shout out Jared Wallace, uh, old king. Who, oh, come from, on, baby. From, from, yeah, childhood favorite. Yeah, from <laughs> Alabama, of course. Uh, yeah, um, I'm. I love hearing these stories. This is and this is what the coolest part about doing this podcast live is being able to talk to Kings fans from all over. You know, we all yeah. say, "Oh, it's just Sacramento, right?" No, like people watch the Kings all over the world all and they right. all have different stories as to how they became fans and that that's badass man i, I hope we can uh, uh catch up with you again down the road and yeah if you ever get to sacramento let us know absolutely absolutely really appreciate y'all appreciate what you do go king oh yeah Thanks, daniel. daniel shout out daniel Dude. mississippi stand up mississippi how cool stand is that that's a re- that was a really cool story that was um i'm it like I am obviously happy for all of us. I'm so I'm happy for him. Like what a, what a weird thing to do to like, be like, that's going to be the team I follow and to stay loyal to that team and probably feeling like, wait, is this team ever going to win? Is this yeah. ever going to happen? And then he gets to feel every ounce of joy with all of us too. Cool. And just know one person on this podcast did not want to go to that last call. I just had a good feeling. Morris like, yeah, wrap it up. Perniels, that's good. Don't don't risk it. You're, I didn't say I didn't want to go. It. I was just like, what are you doing? What because Deuce, it's <laughs> a 50-50 chance. What if know? we never had that moment? Then I would honestly be sad that he wouldn't try and call <laughs> again, too. But Oh man. Seriously, I uh, appreciate everyone who listens to us all over the world. Appreciate all you guys on this King's journey with us. It's been a wild ride, and here we are, April 4th, 2023. It's been 20 years, and the Kings have now won the Pacific Division. You go, it's just a division. No, you know what? When you haven't won it in 20 years, it feels extra special. It does. It's cool. We have to celebrate every milestone this year. Yep. And the reality is, because you never know how long it's going to last when the Kings were at their peak in 2002, I never forget when being a fan when they lost to the Lakers in Game Seven that year, the Western Conference Finals. They'll get back next year. They never got back there, right? So you appreciate these moments okay. and you appreciate the journey. Enjoy this come up and get ready because so we got playoff basketball April 15th, and we'll be back live. Tomorrow night, live after every single game. Will we be burying the Mavs, or oh. will we just be celebrating something else? I don't if know. the Kings win tomorrow, what? I'm going to be unbearable. Ew, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Put it this way: we're gonna have. I'm bringing in loads of dirt. No, we're gonna make a. No, no. No, it's gonna be like a. You literally don't even have time for this. I will make time. Really? Do you, oh, do you have time for my? Did you figure out my playoff present yet? Yeah. Good. And it can't be dirt. Can't be leftover I, dirt. Wait, when are we doing that? You better figure it. The. I forgot about the playoff gift. No, you didn't. I, this is you lying. <laughs> if you're not lying right now. Don't show up. You tomorrow. got my gift. Yeah. You got my gift already. Yeah. It's secu- it is purchased or yeah. made. 
It is. It is. Really? The money is put down. What? Put down? I get wait, 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 wait. done. Morgan, you can't be getting extravagant gifts. I don't even know what I'm getting you. Where am I getting this money from? Who knows? Oh, my God. But enjoy it. Enjoy it. You, no, seriously, you. And I'm thinking, I'm honestly thinking it will be at the live show that we give each other the gift. I, I don't know what to get you. Well, you have until April 14th. Someone help me out. All right. We'll be back live tomorrow night following Kings and Mass. We love you guys. But we got to go. Y'all have a wonderful night. Sleeping. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.